And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there Clarence Reed from 1974 with Funky Party. Clarence Reed, a.k.a. Blowfly. And coming up on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Clarence Reed. Blowfly, who's playing tomorrow night, Saturday, in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Fox Cabaret. Funky party! Blowfly, Clarence Reed. And in the CITR studios today, right now, we also have a guest. Hello, are you there, guest? Yes, I am. Who are you? Please identify yourself. Futron 3000. Adam Sloan, (laughs) welcome to the Nardward Human Surreal Radio Show. Thank you. We played Funky Party Off the Top by Blowfly, Clarence Reed, or that was actually specifically by Clarence Reed, Funky Party, and you love the funk, don't you, Adam? You're the one that told me about the funk, right? I'm a funk fan, yeah. You told me about the funk. Yeah. Now, could you please explain what we're going to hear right now coming up? You brought a whole bunch of funk for us to hear. And where have you been all these days? CITR radio listeners might have wondered, where has the Beat Assassinator been? A bit of background on yourself, Adam. And the the Mega Blast show and uh, Straight Out of the Jungle show and uh, Pit Pub DJ, (laughs) a whole bunch of things. Um, Denver, Colorado. Mega Blast was one of the first rap shows on CITR, wasn't it? Yeah. Neil Scobie had one too, right? Yeah, yeah. The show it was called? Were the they show. the show? Yeah, I think that still was the first, but yeah. Later inherited by Jay Swing? A few minutes later, yeah. And now you're back in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and brought a whole bunch of great funky stuff. We played Funky Party. What are we going to hear coming up right now? We're going to hear some Funk Factory. Could you explain to the people about that? Uh, it's, uh, it was sampled to a great effect by the Beastie Boys. And uh, for the Paul's Boutique album. And uh, yeah, the title there, I actually can't remember. It's French, I think. <laughs> Rien ne pla pla. Yeah. Plou. Yes. And where, it's did, great. You, where did you discover it? Um, that one was uh, not from uh, Dredging Vinyl, but that was actually online. And when you were originally doing sampling with your own project, it was pretty much you could sample whatever you wanted, wasn't it? Yeah, back then you just found stuff. And uh, I I paid a lot of money for a sampler back then, but it was worth it because I used it every day and made tunes every week, and it was great. Yeah, and then and then the lawyers came in and kind of messed that up. But did the lawyers ever come into you? They never came to you though. But no. the pressing plants, they made you like sign stuff, right? Yeah, I, I was doing a few before the pressing plants uh, were, yeah, making people sign stuff. But yeah. Well, it's great to have you back at CITR Radio, Adam. Again, I think you were in the room when I first heard NWA. Remember Don Chow was playing NWA on yeah. Cart? He brought Cart. Oh, did he? Yeah. I, I think uh, Pat Mullen as well was... I saw the 12-inch from before the album. That Is that where you first heard CITR? Late night. First that, heard that was in here. I heard CITR before I was here, but uh, yeah... It's pretty amazing for people listening. They're like, wow, you guys heard of NWA for the first time at a radio station? It's yeah. like it wasn't that big at that time in, no. in Vancouver, was it? Not at all. I didn't know it. It was brand new. Yeah. So coming up on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Blowfly and a whole bunch of funky tunes. And again, here's Funk Factory as sampled by the Beastie Boys. Yeah. On the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show and the Funk Factory supplied by Adam Sloan on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. Yeah, never, blue, never. 
Letting all, letting all is my turn. Letting all. 
still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ dropping in today, Adam Sloan. Yes. Adam, the funky party is launched right now as you arrived and we're waiting for Blowfly to call into the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. In the meantime, we've been playing some funk and what did we just hear right there? We heard uh, Action Speaks Louder Than Words by, who's that? Chocolate. Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. <laughs> Didn't want to get it wrong. Who you first heard as sampled by Stetsasonic? Uh, yeah, they did it a long time ago. And before that, we heard some Funk Factory. Yeah. But you're not sure which Beastie Boys song sampled that. No, just uh, the album Paul's Boutique somewhere on there. It kind of all runs into each other. So. <laughs> and Adam, you were the person that got me hooked on the funk. How did you get hooked on the funk? And how did you hook me on the funk? Um, well, I, I guess it was CITR. I, uh, I was doing some, I was hanging around late night. Somebody, who was it? Uh, 
Paul Clark, brought in these weird looking records. Uh, turned out it was Parliament and George Clinton and all his crazy gatefold album artwork. And I was like, man, that stuff was weird, strange. And then a few months later, I was like, I want to hear that again. <laughs> and that was it. And then you no. were playing the funky worm. I think that's what attracted me to the funk, the funky worm, right? Yeah, that's a funky song, yeah. With that great, the funky worm. That was just yeah. amazing. Ohio Players. The Ohio Players. Yeah. And then I got an opportunity to do an interview with Snoop Doggy Dog. And I thought, oh, God, I'll better ask Adam for some records, maybe to show Snoop. And I borrowed your Whispers record to show Snoop because you thought that Snoop might like the Whispers, uh, yeah, right? I, yeah, I knew he used them, yeah. And then I showed him the Whispers record, and he actually took that record from yeah, me. Yeah. Sorry about that, Adam. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. And where did you get that record? Where did uh, you get it? I think it wasn't like a rare copy of the Whispers. It was, I think it was a 12-inch single of one of the songs. Uh, probably. Uh, you said you got maybe? it in L.A., I think. Oh, did I bring that? Oh, possibly, yeah. Forgot about that trip, yeah. So thank you so much for letting me borrow that record to show Snoop Doggy Dog. He just loved that record and he took it and he never gave it back to me. And then, of course, I never gave it back to you. So did you ever get any more whispers? Not really. But I guess we know it's at Snoop's house. And Snoop has been influenced immensely by Blowfly, same as Flavor Flav and also JJ from Good Times, or at least they're both comics in a way so right now gonna play a few little clips here associated with blowfly i.e jj from good times flavor flave and snoop doggy dog from 2002 2007 and 2010 all talking about the importance of blowfly who's coming to the nardwari human serviette radio show in a few minutes live for an interview and is also coming tomorrow night to the fox cabaret with two live crew adam oh yeah it's two live crew it's a miami night a miami night indeed yeah. two live crew and blowfly at the fox cabaret in vancouver british columbia canada and we're going to follow up that little snippet with something that resembles the song Fight the power. What can you tell the people about that? Isley Brothers, uh, they they made a song called Fight the Power first. And uh, yeah, Public Enemy probably liked that title. So, And yeah. and in honor of Blowfly and Public Enemy, we're going to play a little Isley Brothers with Fight the Power. So right now, here's some clips of JJ, Flavor Flav, and Snoop talking about Blowfly on the Nardwar, the human serviette. Radio show on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. Flavor Flav, you have the song Fight the Power. Now, was Fight the Power apparently inspired by this gentleman right here, Blowfly? No. Chuck D has said... I don't think so. Chuck D said that Fight the Power was directly inspired by Blowfly's rap. Wow, yeah? Well, you know what? That's something that I didn't know. But then again, see, Chuck knows best because he's the one that wrote the record. Flavor Flav. Blowfly? Shoot, come on, man. I'm a big fan of Blowfly. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to ask you there, JJ, Jimmy oh, Walker, no, about a few other groups and stuff. This gentleman oh, right Oh, what is this? Blowfly. I do know Blowfly, actually, and uh, he's a guy that uh, is a pretty low comic. He's lower than Red Fox, actually, and I do know this guy. He's been around for a long time, and uh, he does kind of a X-rated kind of humor. Not for me. Thank you. 
But he's still around now. He's still around, definitely. This guy knows everybody. I put my album out, which is much more better. And then Rudy Ray Moore. But yeah, definitely. Come on, give Blowfly some props. Blowfly Disco. Come on, did it, did it, did it to your satisfaction. That's enough of Blowfly. Snoop, Blowfly, what can you tell the people about Blowfly? DJ Quick is down with Blowfly. Me too. Uh, Rap Dirty, Blowfly's Convoy, uh, the uh, Electronic Pussy, uh, uh, what else is on here? Sesame Street, Batman Sign, One Less Dick, Tom Jones Show. Blowfly is a legend, man. He was one of him and Rudy Ray Moore. Well, they had, they had records back in the days. They used to be at my house, and they used to be up under the uh, Capone set. And my moms would leave. I'd slap them on, listen to what they say, and just have a ball listening to them, man. This is another record I'm taking from you. Actually, there's no album in that one. You'll just... I just need the cover. I was curious there, DJ Quick. What can you tell us about Blowfly here? This is, is this the idol. first oh, rapper? This is my idol. Of course he is. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have never wrote Black... Can y'all edit? Yes. I wouldn't have never wrote Sweet Black Pussy had I not heard this guy. Wow. Weird world. And how do you... This, this is pristine, man. That's a reissue of Blowfly. So what can you tell the people about Blowfly and the influence on DJ Quick? Blowfly might be my uncle or something. He, like, started rap. He claims he started rap. Um, in a sense, he did. I mean, because he was doing it, like, like early 70s. Like, like when we get whoopings for listening to these records, he was doing it then. You know what I mean? And then Curtis Blow came out. That was, like, the second rapper I knew about. But... Blowfly was the first rapper I ever heard. Here is Blowfly's message to Snoop Dogg for taking my record. And here we go. Snoop, you remember you snow by fucking record dog? You are a fucking dysentery and bone burying, tick catching, police scratching, lights erasing, hoe chasing, no growling, bull moon howling, no listen, fighting, pissing, no barking, bone hawking, calling, carrying, hound, marin, cat beating, apple eating, poor excuse for major mutt. Your breath smell like undoes your lassie butt, but I'm out of the cut. In exactly 13 days from now, Snoop, you're going to look down and find a beautiful pussy where your little dick used to be. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Oh, oh, I'm gone. Blow fly. That nigga said, oh, 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 I'm gone. Blowfly to the rescue. Blowfly sticking up for me, Snoop Doggy Dog. Well, shit, that's some OG shit right there, because Blowfly is a real motherfucker. You know what I'm talking about? And this is the real McCoy. Come on and join Blowfly's convoy. So are you ever going to sing with Blowfly on the stage? He wants you to sing with him on stage, the convoy. I want to I get down with Blowfly. Blowfly, I want to get in the studio with you, make some music with you, and do it big with you. You're one of the artists that I'm looking forward to working to. I always wanted to get down with you. And remember also, you mess with Nardwater Human Serviette, and Blowfly will come after you, Snoop. What's going to happen in 13 days, eh? I'm going to leave you alone because I don't want that to happen, man. I don't want Uncle Blowfly to put that curse on me. Speaking of dirty things, Snoop Doggy Dog, Blowfly, you finally met him. Years ago, here in the Metropolitan Hotel in 2002, I showed you my Blowfly record, which you took. I had to take it because, I mean, Blowfly, Clarence Reed is a favorite of mine, and he's been in my household since I was a kid. So I finally fucking met him, you know, via you putting me back in the world of loving Blowfly again. I met Tom, Uncle Tom, his drummer, and... um he came to my show and he hung out with me for about four or five hours. And we just had a great time. He talked to me, he rapped to me, he talked shit about everybody that was with me. I mean, he was just the guy that I thought he was.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. And what did we just hear right there? Adam Sloan, guest DJ today on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. What did we just hear? That was uh, Jermaine Jackson, Escape from the Planet of the Ant-Man. Where did you find that one? That was uh, that was around the house, actually. That's... Uh, I'm not sure how it got in the house, but it was around the house. <laughs> Quite an amazing tune. And before that, we heard? Um, Isley Brothers, Fight the Power. And speaking of Fight the Power, I am just totally overwhelmed and flabbergasted that I thought Blowfly was going to phone in to the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show here today. But instead, him and his manager, Tom, the drummer of the Blowfly Band, have actually shown up. Hello, Blowfly! <laughs> What's up, not one? Amazing! Who are you, Blowfly? Please explain. Who are you? The world baddest nigga, TWBN. I'm also Clarence Reed, who make nice songs. I'm doing my thing. Nobody but you, babe. And at six years old, around the Klan area in Biloxi, Mississippi, I became Blowfly. And right beside you, who do you have? Who's the gentleman beside you? Tsunami Wami. I'm Uncle Tom. There's no tsunami here, and, you bastard. And Uncle Tom, how do you apply Blowfly to the world? I.e., what's the Blowfly formula? Who else is in the Blowfly band? When you bring Blowfly out there on tour, who we else have, is in the we Blowfly have band? Billy the Kid on lead guitar. And we have Sean on the lawn on bass. And you're playing tomorrow in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It is the perfect gig. Is There has never been a better Blowfly gig in the history of Blowfly gigs. You're talking 43 years since World Weird World Blowfly was released. You're talking nine years since Mr. Blowfly and I started touring full-time. And you're talking almost 500 shows. And the perfect one has finally occurred or will finally occur tomorrow at the Fox Cabaret, because not only do we have Blowfly, we have the two live crew. Now, mind you, the two live crew owe their entire act to Blowfly and have told me as much. The two live crew live six miles from Mr. Blowfly's house. We have never played with them before, not in their 30-some years of existence, not in the 40-some years of existence of Blowfly doing Blowfly or the 50 years of Clarence Reed making records. This has never happened, so we had to come to British Columbia to make it happen. So, BC, this is for you, because some crazy bastard in a band called Dirty Brown Camaro thought this show should happen, and it is as far away in North America as possible from Miami. Blowfly, have you ever played a porno theater before? Yes, plenty, a long time ago. I told you with John Holmes, and I had this regular porno freak. And uh, he filed a lawsuit, but he had planned in the beginning to take it back because the good news is he had about 24 inches of beep, beep, beep. Oh, you can say The bad it's news, okay. he uses it in about, I told him, about 10 seconds. So the girls got mad. <laughs> That's what's on the record. And the song we just played, The Fight the Power by the Isley Brothers that Adam had brought in for us to play, there's a Blowfly connection. You've covered that song. Uh, yeah. It's on Blowfly Disco. It's the last track. It's called Kiss It All Around. What do you remember about covering that song, Blowfly? <laughs> when the Isley Brothers came to uh, uh, TK, it was Austin Records, then Henry Stone, C. Blamo, and everybody. And I had to remind them that they had out this record, It's Your Thing. Do what you want to do. What's wrong with that? We had, and I, 
I said, I ain't allowed to work up before that. That y'all copied off. I'm doing my thing. Boom, ba, boom, 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 boom. Nobody but you, babe. They didn't know what to say then. Well, the funny thing is the Isleys actually sued Clarence because their song was released first, but Clarence recorded that song four years previous. So what got the lawsuit dismissed was a kind of a raggedy four track demo that Henry Stone rejected. And suddenly um, you had two songs that were hits and uh, one dismissed lawsuit. And you're here live on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. Again, this is incredible. Blowfly live on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. If anybody has any questions for Blowfly, it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR, or you can also tweet at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. And Blowfly is in town because tomorrow night he's playing a gig tomorrow night with the two live crew, Blowfly. Right, and Nardwar... I got some bad news for you. Really? Michael Jackson's spirit come to me last night. And he told me you wouldn't treat your woman right with a pretty self sexually. And I promised Michael I would get this message across to show you what you're doing wrong. You think you're man, but you're nothing but a boy. That little peep you got, it's just a toy. You got the loop between a thigh. Find a real McCoy and eat it. Eat it, not warrant. The dick you got, it's not well hung. When you take a piss, it look like it's sprung. Put that thing away and use your long tongue and eat it. What you want me to tell Michael Spirit? Amazing blowfly. You done already ate it, okay. Well, I'd like to tell Michael Spirit that's on our new album, Black in the Sack. And actually, interestingly enough, Blowfly also has some messages to the people out there, Blowfly, about your Indiegogo campaign. How is that going? Have you reached your goal? Maybe you could tell well, the people it, about that right it, now. I will, I will answer the Indiegogo campaigns questions because I, I set that together. Basically, what happened was um, Dade County, Florida, where we live, um, the tax man does not care if you are living or dead. It still wants you to pay taxes from beyond the grave. And 24 years ago, Mr. Blowfly bought a house for his mother and lived with her there uh, with no problems. But when she passed, she was the one in charge of the bill and the bills went to her. And that was the system that they used. And uh, a couple of years go by and um, there's been some, you know, and essentially to cut, make a long story short, they on September 4th, they are set to sell Mr. Blowfly's house for one twelfth of what it's worth for $8,699 and 33 cents. I found this out as we returned from Costa Rica. We played there two weeks ago today. We come back on Sunday. Mr. Blowfly had a radio interview. He didn't want to do it. He was, he was down in the dumps. I asked what the matter was. He explained he had a problem with the house. I looked it up. I freaked out. I put up a campaign on Indiegogo in three or four hours, and the response was overwhelmingly positive the first two days. And uh, we raised seven of the... Because basically, you have, there's a lot of fees in Indiegogo campaigns. You have 10% going to Indiegogo. You have 5.9% going to PayPal. Not to mention, you know, what's going to go to the other tax man later. So we set a goal of $11,000. We reached that in six days because of 216 incredible Blowfly fans. Many of them buying masks like the one I have in my hand here. 
Um, we're selling these for $100 on Indiegogo, or you can get it with a T-shirt for $135. <coughs> um, we've sold almost all the masks, like 23 of the 25, and that's been a primary engine driving this. And, um, you know, we have reached our goal, but there's a long way to go. We have to get the house into Blowfly's name so he has legal rights to his own house. We need to set up an escrow account so this never happens again. So um, please, folks, we, we really appreciate it. We will have many more perks when we get home from tour. You have to understand, I had to put this together hours before we were on a plane to go on tour to come here. So, you know, it will be more polished. There will be more stuff. You know, we're, we're also giving away Blowfly songs, your personalized Blowfly song. Do you have a boyfriend you don't like, a girlfriend you don't like? Are you mad at your mom? You can have Blowfly songs about your boss. You can have them about anything you want, Nardwar. You can have, you can have Blowfly songs against your, you know, junior high PE teacher who, you know, wasn't, wasn't kind to you. Anything you want, Mr. Blowfly will write a song about for $500. And that's pretty good, seeing how he's written million-selling hits. And fans, don't forget Nard Ward. They call him Nard Ward. When it's dangling Nard, it makes the world shoot his ward. You want to like who? Like Whoopi Goldberg's overused paint across that charge. Madonna's womb of dishonor. We get which of the West Coochie mess. Yeah, but all over his chest. Nard Ward is special. Blowfly, live on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. And if you want to speak to Blowfly, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. Blowfly will sing a song for you, and also he'll send you a custom song if you go to Indiegogo.com. Right, Tom? Yeah. Well, it's actually the address is igg at dot, okay, dot, at dot me backslash Save Blowfly. And Blowfly, you are a very important individual for people out there. You are a real important individual. People have not forgotten you, Blowfly. And just to remind the people out there in Radioland, there's a gentleman that just had a number one hit. You've had some number one hits, haven't you, Blowfly? Yeah, yeah. What were the number one hits that you had? I'm doing my thing with nobody but you, babe. And Rupert's time I had, uh, you know, that record about Duty Funky Chicken. I had one out about baby, I'm a chicken hawk. And they was like for Billboard, Cashbox, and Record World was fighting. Clean, this would have seen for the B number one, all of that. Was clean Up Woman one. that he and wrote clean, for Betty Wright was I, number one R&B yeah, and number four pop. Yeah, I wrote and produced that. And uh, I also wrote and produced uh, Rocking Chair. Rocking Chair for Gwen McRae. That was also number one R&B, and that and, was number three what, pop. Yeah, and what most people don't realize this little white boy used to come to TK. I would work with him. He had talent. So I recorded him. Everybody, sound your funky horn. It ended up being Casey in a Sunshine Band. And I had this habit. I was the first one to record. Betty Wright ended up doing a whole bunch of album for people. But nobody came near until I did. Girls can't do what the guys do in Clean Up Woman. Gwen McCree couldn't even get a break till I did her own rocking chair. Sexy baby, good loving baddie, let me be your rocking chair. Yeah, I love that. So right now, from a number one hit songwriter to another number one songwriter, here is Weird Al Yankovic talking about Blowfly. Blowfly. Are Blowfly. you for, what can you I tell? I used to shave his uncle. 
what can you tell the people about Blowfly? He is on Weird World Record. Uh-huh. I, I, I've, uh, I haven't heard a lot of Blowfly's material, but I've heard him described as an X-rated Weird Al Yankovic. Which I was wondering about. Would you ever do any weird parodies? Would you ever do any weird X-rated parodies? Or have you done them weird out? But, but then people would confuse me with Blowfly. And, you know, we, we get confused on the street all the time. You know, a lot of times I'd be walking down the street and people would go, Hey, Blowfly! And i go, No, no, no. Blowfly looks like this. I, I bring this album cover along with me so I can show the difference. This is me. This is Blowfly. And this is Blowfly's friend. But they do have some similarities. They do. Al and Blowfly do Blowfly. have some similarities, don't they, Al? Yes, less than a syllable apart. Well, the similarities, for instance, Blowfly takes a song, Sitting on the Dock of the... Bay? And turns it into Shitting on the... Dock? Of the... Bay? He got in big trouble from Otis Wedding's Rife, but then, believe it or not, you know what happened? What, what happened to Otis Wedding's Rife? Well, Blowfly was able to show a picture of him and Otis Redding together, and everything was, you know, okay. You can do anything with Photoshop these days. Weird Al, Blowfly has a message for you. I contacted Blowfly, and he has a message for you. Let's hear it right now. This is Blowfly's message, Weird Al. Al, would you do a split single with us and finally unite the two weird parody artists? He did not say that. Yes, he did. Give me, let me see that. He did, right there, right there. I contacted You're Blowfly. You're right. You're right. I contacted Blowfly. So would you like to address... Blowfly at all. Blowfly, have your peeps talk to my peeps. We'll do lunch. Blowfly, did that ever happen? No. Weird L. Yanka bitch. That's your name. You're right. And I have this song you and I are going to do it. You're gonna, I'm going to say, hey, Weird Al, we boys can put guaranteed to please. We have to to hang down to our knees. Then you're going to come in with her. Your boys may have dicks to hang down to your knees. But you ain't really home until you're hanging from a tree. Nigger. Bum, bum, cracker. That's going to be a hit with her. Well, here's my take on this. The, the idea that Blowfly is somehow an X-rated Weird Al when the weird world of Blowfly, hence weird, weird world of Blowfly, Weird Al Yankovic, six years previous, he, I will postulate, is a G-rated blowfly. And last time I checked, he can't write his own songs. He only does parodies. And that's not what we do. So, you know, I like Weird Al, but the idea that we're that Mr. Blowfly is derivative of him is absurd. Continuing on now, Blowfly, there is a rapper out there now called Bun B. Yes. Bun B. Are you aware of the rapper called Bun B out there? Never heard of him, but I bet his buns is B. He loves Blowfly. So here's Bun B on Blowfly. Who are you? I'm Bun B. B, Bun B, welcome (laughs) to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thanks for having me. Right off the bat, Bun B, I have a gift for you. Uh Uh-oh. Right here, something special and near and dear to your heart is in this towel. What could this be? It's a bobblehead, but of who? Oh, wow, this is crazy. Is this Blowfly? Oh, wow, this is crazy, a Blowfly bobblehead. Where'd you get that, man? Everybody knows I'm a big Blowfly fan. I'm, a, I'm one of the older kids in hip-hop, so I remember, you know, way back in the day, you know, this is Blowfly, the master of class, and I'm here to sock some soul to your ass. You can tell the people Blowfly, because you love Blowfly. You love Dolomite. You love Millie Jackson. This is true. These are the kind of the albums that I was raised on in my, in my house. My dad would have a lot of this stuff, and a good friend of mine, Sharan Thomas's Uncle Papa too, would have a lot of this kind of stuff, and this is the kind of stuff that made me want to get into music uh, on the raunchier side of things, you know? 
And Blowfly's still out there. Like, you shouted him out on his birthday, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then they actually put together a nice documentary of him as well. So you can definitely go online to iTunes and look at the Blowfly documentary. It's very interesting. I don't think people realize that as Blowfly is not being him being Blowfly is just one part of his incredible music career. Thank you very much, Nardwa. Bun B, not Brun B, but Bun B from UG. Okay. UGK on you, Blowfly, on you. Yes. Oh. Can you move a tiny bit closer to the mic there, Blowfly? And, of course, you'll be able to catch Blowfly really close to the mic in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, tomorrow night at the Fox Cinema with two live crew. When was the first time you met two live crew, Blowfly? I met him before they start recording, you know, and I knew him, and I knew Luke Skywalker used to, used to be the main man in the two light crew, so they're good at knowing. Since before they even recorded the record, I knew how, you know, how good they were. Who made your first costume? Who made the first Blowfly costume? You're giving away great masks, and again, maybe you could give the Earl out there again yes. to the people out there in Radio Land to help raise some money for Blowfly to keep your house away from the tax man. You don't want the tax man to get the house. But if you pledge a certain amount there, Tom... $100 gets you a Blowfly mask. $135 gets you a mask and a T-shirt. $50 gets you an autograph. Oh, and these are all assigned, personalized by Blowfly. And what's the Earl for people to check in at that? Oh, it's you're, in, you're putting it's me Indiegogo. on the spot. And while you look at that, Blowfly, when did you first get your first costume? Who made your first costume? It was old white lady in uh, Vianna, Georgia. When I did, I'm about six years old. It's kind of weird. I would get mad with the rednecks and do stuff to piss them off, and it backfired. They like it. So the lady said, you can't use your whatever. Junior, you can't use your real name. you got to think of another name. And dress up like Superman. So Miss Yarnton, Miss Yarnton is the one. And used to love it when I do. Ernest Tom? Yeah, Minnie Pearl. Do you love me, Ernie? Minnie, yeah, why you keep asking me that shit? Well, I don't know you love me. Minnie Pearl? Yeah. If you could see what I'm doing, you'll know I love you. What you doing? I'm looking at your picture. And I'm jerking my dick over you. I keep telling myself it ain't true. Jerked it so much till it hit on black and blue. Jerking my dick over you. Shoot off Billy Boy. And I, that was doing it to him. And he would come to Cordell and send somebody up there and buy Anna to get me. And I would come down at the Cordell. So, and I'm about six years old. Wasn't seven years old yet. What do you think about this mask? How does this mask look there, Blowfly? What do you think about the different costumes you've had over the years? Well, it's a good mask, but it ain't got enough coochie juice on it. You know, I like my mask to be funky and have some of your stuff right up there to the top. You know what well, I'm saying? You know, they, on? they are, you know, available to use as a marital aid. You know, your mileage may vary. And of course, you were listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show on CITR Radio. We're live here with Blowfly, who's playing tomorrow night at the Fox Cinema in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, with two live crew. If you have any questions for Blowfly, you can tweet to at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R, or you can phone in live, and Blowfly might even sing a song for you. 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. One person over the years, and I played some clips earlier, that loves you, Blowfly, is Snoop Doggy Dog. Oh, he's great. He's great. I know him. But- been, been knowing him and knowing him, him a long time. 
And it's great to be able to talk to Snoop about you, Blowfly. Right. He loves you. In fact, here is a clip of Snoop Doggy Dog talking about you again. Yes, he's talking about you again. Snoop Lion, Snoop Doggy Dog, talking about Blowfly. When I give Snoop a Blowfly bobblehead, what is your bobblehead? What do you have? You have a bobblehead, don't you? It's actually a yes. weird wobbler. But whenever that bobblehead is round, a girl is fine and sexy as she... He comes alive. He's in the, when it, he come a bobble head, but it's that head that you need to think about. <laughs> ba boom! Snoop Dogg and me, Nardwara Human Serviette, talking about Blowfly, who is live here on the Nardwara Human Serviette radio show. I can't believe it. Thought you'd be phoning in, and you've just flown in here to the Nardwara Human Serviette radio show. We have the Snoop doll, Tupac, the Beyonce doll, but I have the ultimate gift for you right here, Snoop Doggy Dog. This is something that we both love. And it is in this towel for you, Snoop Doggy Dog. The ultimate doll. Blowfly motherfucking Clarence Reed. Nigga, you got Blowfly? A Blowfly bobblehead. Now you know you ain't getting this. That's for you. That's a gift for you. Because you know goddamn well this was not going back with you. This, Snoop, you actually did a song. Take that condom off. Is that what the song was? Heard that? Take that. How did that go? That shit was awesome. I did two songs with him. I did uh, Take That Condom Off, and the other song was You Funky Bitch You. Funky bitch. Yeah. You Funky Bitch You. Uh. Uh. Play on it. You Funky Bitch You. That motherfucker was going crazy. <laughs> so awesome you had him on your show. You love that? I love the show with Currency. Currency, yeah. Blowfly, man, I mean, you know me, Norwar. I, I love special old school cats that I grew up, you know, loving and inspired to be by or whatnot. And uh, to have him on my show is always a treat, you know what I'm saying? I go research all of the old school cats, the ones that are still alive, and I try to, you know, breathe a breath of fresh air into their lives because they meant a lot to me as a kid, and I just try to keep their spirit alive. So there we have it, Blowfly Snoop Doggy Dog. Yep. And we have a caller right now for you. Caller, are you there? Yes, sir. Go ahead to Blowfly, caller. Blowfly, man, what were your inspirations for getting into music? I was about... Six, just turning six years old, and I told him, I'm in Viana, Georgia, where a lot of redneck in the Klan was. And I did it to piss him off, and it backfired. I had this great memory. I get around the Klan, and I would do, I'm jerking my dick over you. Instead of getting mad, they would crack up and give me money. Then the whites and the blacks work all day plowing a mule to go home with about $4. That was a lot of money. I go home with my grandmother with a hundred and some dollars. That was like a million dollars then. My grandmother, Lucinda, why did you get this money from me? She would hit me. And I was a bad little fucker as a kid. I wouldn't run. I would look at her. So my son Raymond Cross, the other lady, come out, Cindy, what are you doing? He got all of this money. He said, Ernest Turpin, many pearl from the Grand Ole Locker get Why? When they told her why, she said, you're a disgrace to the black, to the human race. And you ain't no better than a blowfly. What the heck is a blowfly? So Mel McCross come down there. She was a white girl. I'm mad with sin. I said, why? You know what a blowfly is? I said, no. And she told me, when comics struck the earth, human life form could have never revolved. But blowflies came along and laid eggs that turned into maggots and ate up their, their, you know, their germ. 
And I started laughing. She said, oh, hell, you're going to call yourself a blowfly. So that's when I started doing that. I would even do it with some of them preachers that I go to church and preach on Sunday and go fuck little girls during the week. I did get their ass, you know. Any other questions at all, caller? I just wanted to say, Blowfly, mad respect to you. I hope everything works out for you. Nardwar to you, most respect. Hope everything, everything works out for you. And hope you guys have a great evening, all right? Thank you. Thank you you are special. Uh, caller, what's your name, caller? My name's Barrett, B-A-R-R-E-T-T. Barrett, can you sing a quick song for Blowfly? And can Blowfly, can you sing a song for Barrett? Of course I can. Uh-oh, sure, do, you want me, do you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah hold on a second. Me. Barrett's going to sing a song for you, Blowfly, okay. first. All right. They're drowning in quicksand. You're flailing in the water. <laughs> Your hands are waving all frantic. You'll die within the hour. Unless you do what we tell you to do. Me and my whole fam and Doug Stamper. That was from Open Mike Eagle. Blowfly, could you go, please? You know what I've seen you do this last Christmas, boy? I saw you fucking Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe that night. What a shock it's going to be when I let your mama see pictures of you but fucking Santa Claus that night. You're special. Thank you so much, Barrett, for phoning into the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Narbor, I love you. Blowfly, I love you. Thank you, I love you. Mad peace and mad love. Thanks so much, Barrett, and do-do-do-do-do. Do-do. And you're still listening to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. If anybody has any questions for Blowfly, it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR, or you can also tweet at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. And I will say again, we have Blowfly live on CITR, and if you're afraid of what Blowfly might symbolize, please tune out now if you're easily offended by adult material, or maybe you've already tuned out. But again, a warning, Blowfly is on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, and a warning, Blowfly is loose in the streets of Vancouver tomorrow night at the Fox Theater with two live crew playing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And we have another question for you, Blowfly, from a tweeter. A tweeter. You're on Twitter, aren't you, Blowfly? Yes. You're on Twitter. You're all over Twitter at Blowfly Official. That's Blowfly Official. And Matthew Ingram, Matthew Ingram from the Unite from United Kingdom, tweets in to say. Can you ask Blowfly his top number one love tip for a single G? What is your number one love tip for a single G? This is from Matthew Ingram from the UK. It don't matter about your dick. You use your tongue on her clit. When your mouth feel the juice, it's going to make your butt loose. That's the key, my nigga. And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with Blowfly. And Blowfly, there is another group out there that you've called in past the Poon Tang Clan, right? The, yeah. The, you've been sampled. Do you know who has sampled you? You've been sampled. Some, I was top sample out there from way back in. Dick Clark would call and tell me. It was no. rap dirty, this sample. Dick Clark for No, it was a, more than that. It was Green McCray's Rockin' Chair. And what you rap know? groups were sampling you? 
what groups have sampled you? Wu Tang uh, Clan, yeah, Jurassic it, Five, Jurassic Five, and it was some more, some more. Uh, and you well, call I, you call the Wu Tang Clan the Poon Tang Clan. The Poon Tang Clan, yeah. And what do you call the Jurassic Five? You call the Jurassic Five something? Don't you have a nickname for them because they kind of <laughs> screw around with dinosaurs, don't they? <laughs> but right now we have a communique from. The Wu Tang Clan to you, Blowfly. Right now, here is RZA from the Wu Tang Clan talking. The Wu Tang Clan talking about Blowfly right here on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. We are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, with the Wu Tang Clan. Now, there is a guy out there that calls you the Poon Tang Clan. You know where you come from. And you have sampled him. In fact, he has a new album out. Blowfly calls you the Poontang Clan. Well, now, Blowfly is a funny dude right there now. And you sampled him on Uzi. I, oh, I sampled Listen, Listen, first of all, yeah, we, Blowfly been around since we was kids. He's like a dude like Richard Pryor. He makes dirty jokes. Uh, dirty, Blowfly Zodiac. That was my joint. And yeah, and we did sample him on one of on one of the songs before. But you no, know, Blowfly is a great musician. He also wrote songs like "Clean Up Woman" for Betty Wright. You know him. You know. You know. I know that. Don't Clarence Reed. Clarence Blowfly is Clarence Reed. For those who don't know, check his check 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 his check his uh check. serial killer sampled the rub. Exactly. So the point I'm making though is uh he said the Poo Tank Clan because you know how come he always think about pussy. He calls you the Poo-Tang Clan, but he actually also said ODB was incredible because ODB sampled him for 36 Chambers, Return to 6 Chambers. He didn't sample him. He parodied him. What happened was, like I said, we solicited this dude record, in the, in the, we solicited to his records and say his shit. And then Dirty did a version of that. He was like, the first time ever you suck my... Ah, uh, that's some else. <laughs> well, what's cool, though, is... Blowfly has said that ODB sent him a check for $6,000 just because he loved him so much. Have you ever heard of stuff like that happening? Did you know if ODB actually did that? I'm going to tell you something. You want to talk history? You know, Wu-Tang always get back. We don't get out there and talk about it. Actually, I shouldn't be talking about it anyway. We're not talking about it for merit. But it's no surprise for Old Dirty to send six grand to Blowfly. Wu-Tang, we we giving back so much because we gain much. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's amazing, Blowfly. ODB, did he send you a check? What can you tell the people about that old dirty bastard? Do you remember him sending yeah, a check? Yeah, I remember the check. I wasn't there. I was out of town. I was in Philadelphia with Dick Clark doing some private party. My mama called. You got to come home. You got to check him. She loved my meal. I said, please let it be about two or three hundred dollars because I need the money. She told me, it's more than that. We should tell me what it was. I said, oh shit. And I went home. And then, uh, they clocked on before I went home. Don't be too grateful because they owe you. They sample you, and you have no idea how many records that sold. So you think, but you don't wish it them for sending you the little $6,000. I mean, it ain't nothing compared to what they made off the, the regular sampling you. And Blowfly, I'm calling you Blowfly, but you also are Clarence Reed. And I'm also... <sighs> Kanye Bendejo Gonzalez. That's my Cuban name. Blowfly, Clarence Reed, Mr. Gonzalez. What of your earlier recordings? What were your earlier recordings? For instance, Clarence Reed, I'm your yes man. Your love is all the help. 
What is that record? Do you remember that one? Clarence Reed, I'm your yes man. Maybe you can come on. I'm your yes man. Yeah. That's a huge Northern Soul record. Right. Basically, it's it's his take on satisfaction. He's only sang it once ever when he recorded it, but for whatever reason, the Limeys just love that song, mm-hmm. and they always go, "Ah, right, you gonna play? I'm your yes man," and it's like, no. <laughs> and so when you do as many records I did with Blowfly and Clarence Reed, your sample is hard to remember all of that stuff around there. How about your first 45, though? Was There'll Come a Day I Got My Share? Was that oh. your first 45 in 1964? There'll uh, Come uh, a no, Day? No, 1961 is his first single. Yeah, and actually it was 1959 when I did Rap Dirty the Trike. To show you how ahead of myself I was, I did the trike and recorded the song. And they released it around Florida and Georgia. And later on, when that rap become big, he wrote, the record took off. And I was in Philadelphia with the late but great Dick Clark and the Sugar Hill Gang come there. And uh, Dick Clark said, I don't understand. What? Curtis Blow, I call him Curtis Blow Job. Yep. Y'all won an award for starting rap. So what? He said, you know who this is? No. Why should we? He said, that's the one who did the stuff y'all was. What? He said, I got a record here on Atlantic. The original Bluffline record was on Atlantic. Jerry Wexler and all of them from 1959. And Dick Long said, y'all wasn't born and your mama was wearing diapers. So how could y'all win a award for starting a rap? And the people who gave him the award was there. And he, he was a little nervous then. Rap dirty. Yeah. Was it by Clarence Reed or was it by Blowfly? It was by Clarence Reed then, original. How about Della Humphrey and Frank Williams Rocketeers and Bobby Marchand? What can you say about those individuals? Del, let, let me take this one because there's a, there's a backstory with Della Humphreys. And who are you again for the people out there wondering? I am Uncle Tom. I am Tom Balker. I am the reason this man is here today. Blowfly. And I'm, yes, I'm the reason Blowfly and Clarence Reed have been performing for the last decade. Everything you've heard out of Mr. Blowfly is essentially my fault, and I apologize, but not really. And I really appreciate you guys for coming in live to the Nardwarda Human Serviette radio show Absolutely. here today, which is amazing. I thought you were going to be phoning in, and of course, Blowfly is playing tomorrow night at the Fox Theater. And look, our, our bassist Sean Milan just walked in, but let me tell you about Della Humphreys. So Mr. Blowfly wrote, as he told you, the girls can't do what the boys can do and still be a lady, and it was a huge smash, and then he wrote a song called Don't Let the Good Girls Go Bad. And Steve Alamo, who was Henry Stone, who just passed, that was Henry Stone, ran TK Records and all the labels underneath it. They all decided it was too much like the first song. So Clarence took the song, took Della Humphreys, went to Filet of Soul Records, and he had a top 10 R&B hit. And then after that, they went, uh, I'm sorry, Clarence, will you come back here? Can I give you some more money? And recently, your Canadian rapper, Drake sampled that and essentially covered that song with the game and uh, I mean, they played the whole damn break. I, I don't even know when a sample ends and a song begins anymore because they essentially play the whole song and talk over it. What do you remember about that time, Blowfly, specifically? Well, me, I did it to help people. I didn't worry about all the rest of that stuff. But again, it was Dick Clark wrote this little... <laughs> 
It always comes back to Dick what Clark. What is it with it? you and Dick Clark? My God. Did you, were, you and Dick Clark, I swear, Clarence, you were the greatest friends. And I love Dick Clark, and I love you. Can you tell us a Dick Clark story? <laughs> I don't want to do that. And I got all this other stuff. But Dick Clark one called and told me, Clarence, you got to start suing the people. I said, what? They sample you. You know what sample is? Because I know what sample Sample is when you take your record, and they don't have to bring no bass player and guitar player, keyboard player in the studio. They sample your track and put the mouth on it. He explained it to me. And then I got mad. I said, oh, shit. He says, all of them got number one records and making money. It's you. It's like you being hung and still not understanding. He was a good guy, Dick Clark. I call him Dick Cartlitz. And we also have in the studio your bass player, right, Tom? Yes, that is Sean on the lawn. Sean, why don't you come over here for a sec? Why don't you step up to the mic there? And Sean, when did you meet Blowfly? And Blowfly, what can you say about Sean? What can you tell the people about Sean? His name is Sean. He liked the butt butt bitches on the lawn. The grass causes ass a lot of harm. That's why they call him Long Sean. Sean won't try to fight it. When the gay guys bite gay guys. Okay, I'm going to put that in there. All right. Sean, welcome to the Nerdwater Human Serviette Radio Show. What's happening? What's Maybe happening? Maybe just pull up the mic there for a second. Okay. When did you meet Blowfly? Uh, a few years ago, back in, uh, in Austin, Texas. They were coming through. How did you meet him? Um, they were, uh, they were traveling out there to see, uh, to do a show and, uh, I knew the promoter and, uh, he asked me to fill in. When did you discover Blowfly? About a week before, uh, I played the gig with them. <laughs> oh, really? How did you discover Blowfly? <laughs> uh, Tom got in touch with me and, uh... So you'd never heard of Blowfly? I, I had no Does idea Does this what happen often, in, Tom? Yes. Do you recruit members for Blowfly's band well, and they have no idea who Blowfly is? This is what happened. Um, there was... But they do now, so that's important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> essentially, um, we had a promoter who really wanted us to play Austin, Texas bad. And, uh, uh, Billy the Kid and I had just gotten back together after a couple few years... I took two years off. I took uh, the end. Of, I took the middle of 2010 to the beginning of 2012 off, and then the movie came out, and I realized it was completely stupid for me to be in a Blowfly movie and not be doing the things I did in the movie. Um, you know, why am I going to be a movie star of a life I no longer lead? So we got back together, and uh, Clarence, who hadn't done anything while I was gone, really, uh, we started doing stuff. So we go to Texas, and. Um, the promoter recommended Sean, and it was an instant click. Sean has the correct personality, the correct amount of funk, and uh, he's only wrecked one car since since we've had him in the band, and that's good because we've had bassists run wreck cars before. We once had a our first bassist that we had in 2005 parked our RV on top of an Audi in San Francisco, but unlike Sean, he sucked. So Sean is an excellent bass player, and he's only wrecked one car, and he actually got us out of the mess with Geico. So and, and Sean will be at the Fox Theater. He will be at the Fox Theater tomorrow night in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, with two live crew. How have the gigs been going so far with your experience with Blowfly, Sean? Uh, awesome. It's all over the place. It's definitely a uh, it's definitely an adventure with this guy. Yeah. How would you describe the gigs? <laughs> what have they been like? Uh, for, you know, for people that are listening, they might want to come out tomorrow night. What are they going to experience? Craziness. <laughs> From your perspective, Sean. Oh, what are man, you seeing? Nardwar, what are you man. seeing? What it's you... definitely a good time. It's pretty hilarious. I, I crack up. Uh... What, makes, what, what makes you laugh? What's the best part? 
He's just a character, man. <laughs> Blowfly likes to talk to the ladies at the show. He likes to bring them in, and uh, I don't think people know what they're really getting into, but he, uh, he likes to talk to everybody and mess with people at the shows. Blowfly, I've been curious over the years about Blowfly Clarence Reed. So were you working on Blowfly, sorry, Clarence Reed stuff during the day, and in the evening you would do the Blowfly stuff when the studio hours weren't as expensive? How did that work? Like I had this impression, like you're writing hits during the day, and then you're writing the underground hits at night in the studio. Believe it or not, nobody believed what really happened, but even my mother, but my grandmother did. They would have... Run-ins into me, the Clarence Reed and Blowfly, because Clarence Reed, this motherfucker's making all of this shit. And I'm saying clean stuff when they come. So I would do Clarence Reed record, and then I'd Blowfly would take over, and I would do the, turn them into dirty records, you know what I mean? Did people laugh when you're recording the songs? Like, could they not stop crying? Oh, yeah, like- they was on the floor rolling in the studio. That's why sometimes it took long, and Henry was saying, they got to stop that bullshit. You know, Henry's song, which passed a few days ago. And what people? What were the songs that really made the engineers or the people in the studio cry? I guess I was just curious. What are the ones that really just brought <laughs> they down the They were shocked because they figured they had everything. Like they got for James Brown and uh, Augusta, Augusta, Georgia. I stopped there to do some stuff that they wanted me to do James Brown. The big payback. I used to mess with James. You know, I said, you, know, you sang the wrong lyric. Fuck you. So Bobby, bro, bro not Bobby, he up to something, leave him on. So I went in the studio, and James tried to get mad, but he couldn't. Doom, doom, doom. You big gay crank. Oh, you think it's see back. Want to fuck my sister, boyfriend? That shit ain't right. Refuse to fuck my sister. You said, no pussy's tight. You want to suck me off a chicken chain? This what got him. Liberace Johnny Mattis had it all arranged because he had some dealing with them sexually. And you don't know how I know, but I know. Liberace and Johnny Mathis, because I used to mess with Johnny Mathis. Chances are, I wear a silly grin. The moment your one-inch dick comes in the view, he would crack up. Did you meet most of the stars in the 1960s soul scene that passed through, soul R&B rock and roll scene yeah. that passed through Miami? Were you at most of the gigs? Did they know your records? How did they know your records? Just well, from I'm, their gigs? I'm going to explain it to you. It's kind of weird. Everybody else would go the way you go. I would be home. And Grandma's sending mother said, Clyde Killings are down there from the night beat. He said, you got to come down there immediately. And I would go down there, and Donna Ross and Supreme with Smokey Robinson would be around there. And Smokey had out his work about uh, Cat named Mickey came from out of town. Doing a monkey. Mickey's monkey. And I had a thing about he was fucking the monkey. Mickey's monkey. So Smokey, I would go down there and go backstage. And people, this would be funny. You're lying. You wasn't on no night because we watched the show and you wasn't on the show. And uh, Clyde Killings was saying, can I tell him? I said, yeah. Y'all remember we had a private show? Oh, shit, they interrupted. Yeah, a private show that nobody can come to. Blowfly appeared in Clarence backstage. These two people said, yeah. That's what you do when they come down there. And, so they'd phone you at your yeah, at and, your house and you yeah, go down. Yeah, and Donna Ross, Donna Ross, she was in a bad mood. Things that went bad, and Smokey said, "You got to do something to cheer her up." And I said, "Play her number." Said my pussy free. Why don't you bury? Get your fists out of me. Why don't you bury? You don't want to make me come. You just keep my pussy hanging on. She cranked up and pushed up in my 
hand. And I left and went home. And I, mother said, Clyde Cleveland's on call again. He want to know, did you see what Diana preaching? I said, no. And I looked down there, and it was like $400. And you got the audience, don't, don't make that down on stage. Blowfly on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, playing tomorrow night in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Fox Theatre with two live crew. Yes. With two live crew. We have a record we're going to end the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show here with, Clarence Reed. Before we get to that, though, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions, but this particular record, what's the background on this particular record here? We're going to hear Nappy-Haired Cowboy. That's the, 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 the uh, what you call head of the record. The Cisco kid ain't no friend of mine. Bum, 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 bum. And they made me change it. They fucked with these boys because they was in it. You know, they were mean. And I, the Cisco kid ain't no friend of mine. Bum, 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 bum. He won't eat pussy, but it but sucks his horses behind and they'll crank up. But this is an entirely different song, The Nappy Haired Cowboy. The Nappy Haired Cowboy, indeed. Now, not with Blowfly, I don't know what the fuck you talking about, because I put all of them in the one song. The Nappy Haired Cowboy and the Sissy Ho Kid. Like, like many things, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I agree. <laughs> oh, you don't know. <laughs> Did any of the bands that you covered ever get mad? Because there was that story that I was talking to with Weird Al about Otis Wedding's wife, that I call her, or wife. Did any of the bands get mad? Like, was James Brown ever threatened by you? Was Otis Redding ever threatened by you, Blowfly? Well, they tried to get mad, but they end up being all right and helping them. I go down, my mother would have money in the mail. I said, that's good. Junior, come in. She called me, Junior. Look at it. It's from Otis Redding. He's my wife. What are you seeing your money? I said, he saw me shitting in the morning, son. I wouldn't, he was sitting, that was his record, and he loved that, that song. He hated it at first. They tried to get mad. He spoke about my song, but then they run a test and find out, you know, they've been actually blessed when Blowfly do one of their songs. Tomorrow night, what sort of songs are you guys going to be doing, Tom? What songs are going to be coming up tomorrow night? For the night? first time in a very, very long time, Mr. Blowfly is going to be performing Who Did I Eat Last Night off Blowfly's Party. We've never done that in British Columbia. Well, at least until last night in Victoria. But we will be doing that. We'll be playing some songs off our new album, Black in the Sack. What has the reaction been to the new Blowfly record? What do you think about the new recordings that you've done, Blowfly? Love Ben. Have you got good feedback? Oh, yeah. They love Ben. They love A Message to Michael Jackson. They absolutely love our version of Chain Gang, which actually happened. It was written impromptu on an internet radio station in Charlotte. It was the most amazing thing. This song just came out of Mr. Blowfly as filthy as could be, like some sort of like Ebola virus was leaving his body and going into the airwaves. And this beautiful song that, that Sam Cooke wrote about gay sex in a, in a prison became Mr. Blowfly's yeah, not-so-beautiful song Cook about gay sex in a prison. Before he started, you know, when he was with the soul syrup, and my mother used to pray for him and stuff. And he loved it when I did. That's the sound of my men, but fucking on the chain. Yang, yang. And he loved it because they did that on the chain, yang. 
How about if any rappers or any groups contacted you for collaborations? Like, as I mentioned, if you've been listening to the Nardwara Human Serviette radio show since the Nardwara Human Serviette radio show started at 3.30 p.m., you will have heard the clips that I've played yeah. of different people talking about you, Blowfly. Like, I played the clip of DJ Quick, of JJ, Jimmy Walker, of Flavor Flav, of Snoop Dogg, of Weird Al Yankovic, of Bun B, of Snoop again, and get of Wu-Tang. And, and get the name straight. Is Weird Al Yank a bitch? <laughs> Baboom. Exactly. All these people know about you. Has anybody contacted you, Blowfly? Have you had any contact? I guess that's, that's, that's my department. Kind of I'm, I'm, I'm the one who handles that, and I can tell you that this is this is essentially Snoop did do two songs with him. Whether they ever come out, I have no idea. Two albums. Take of his that have come condom out. off was a song, right? Yeah. But when it comes to everybody else, this is what happens. I get an email. I get a phone call. They say, "Let's do it," and I say, "Okay, let's set a time." And then they realize they're scared of Blowfly. So, like, we met Flavor Flav, and he's awesome. He he went straight. We did a festival with him in uh, Charleston, South Carolina last year, and he just wandered on stage while in the middle of our set and goes, Blowfly, man, you a fucking legend, man, right to his face. And Clarence goes, a fucking legend? So, How about Tech Nine? Remember Tech Nine? I yeah, well, he says he wants to do it, but he never follows through. He never shows up when we play Kansas City. I mean, all these people talk, 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 talk. No, t- all talk, no rock. Well, I will say thank you for showing up to the yeah. Nerd Party Human Serviette radio show, surprising me with a vinyl record and your presence, Blowfly, because I thought it was just going to be a phone interview like we've done quite a few times yeah. on the Nerd Party Human Serviette radio show through this very board here. And again, if people are interested to donate to Blowfly, not only coming to the gig tomorrow night with two live crew and Blowfly at the Fox Theater to help you save you from the tax man. It's Indiegogo. I-G-G dot me backslash A-T backslash save Blowfly. And also, can- wait, for $25, you can get a personalized Blowfly voicemail message. And speaking of that right now, I guess, Morgan, the news is coming up right now. Morgan, do you want to come over for a sec? Now, Morgan is the CITR News Director, Blowfly. Say hi to Blowfly, Morgan. The the news are coming up. Now, Morgan, Blowfly might be losing his house to the tax collector. So he's got an Indiegogo campaign going on. Mm -hmm. And Blowfly, if you donate $500 to Blowfly, he'll sing a song for you. He will write a song for you. Yours to keep. Yours to keep. (laughs) But right now, I was thinking, Morgan, since we're cutting into news time right now to bribe you to let us go a bit longer, Blowfly, could you sing a song for Morgan? Do you think you could sing a song to Morgan? Morgan? Yes, sir. Last night, I fucked somebody who looked just like you. (laughs) She smelled like you, too. I thought it was you. Morgan, as I started to come, I screamed out your name. Morgan! I felt so ashamed. That bitch was not you. So you know what I did? I I fucked everything, everything, Morgan. Because everything everything is you. I I fucked everything. Cause everything is you, Morgan. I fuck everything. Cause everything is you. My love, my love, Morgan, my love. 
Thank you, Morgan. I just, that's fi so that's $500 value. That was a $500 value. Thank you very much. $500 value. And thank you so much, Morgan, for the extra time. And right now, we're going to end the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Morgan, CITR News Director. CITR News, coming up shortly, with a track here by Clarence Reed. Clarence, the track, Nappy Haired Cowboy, from this LP. This was your last LP that you put out, right? Or should Clarence I say the last, the last Clarence... Yeah, there's like 25 the, the, Blowfly albums. Yeah, there's, there's many, many records that are out there, but... Any more information about this particular track, Blowfly? No, no, no. That's it. That, the, the stars come to the town, and they like my they, they track. And some of them got really pissed off because they wasn't on it. You well, know, the thing. Sounds great. Well, anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Sean, anything? Come to the Fox. Come to the Fox. The dirtiest show ever. The dirtiest show ever in a porno theater. Blowfly, the original dirty rapper. Two live crew. Constitutionally banned in the United States for 19 months. I'll have you know one little two live crew fact. Because they sued Roy Orbison and won, that gave Blowfly all of his parodies their own copyrights. So the two live crew actually made Blowfly many thousands of dollars. So Blowfly, two live crew, the two nastiest things that have ever come out of the world, but they actually both come out of Miami, never, ever played together, ever. And they are playing tomorrow night, Fox Cabaret, in a former porno theater, the ghost of John Holmes will be there. You must and be too. And met John Holmes. And Blowflies met John Holmes. Yes. John, but didn't you play Last Night in Victoria with we Two Life Crew? We did play in Last Night in Victoria. So it did happen. It, it did it, happen, but not in Vancouver. And, that, and not in a porno theater. It happened in a perfectly respectable nightclub that we ruined. This will be in a place that has already been ruined, and we will re-ruin it. And Blowfly, anything else you want to add to the people out there? Why should people care about Blowfly? Why should people care about Blowfly, Blowfly? Because I don't care how nasty my songs are, how screwed up they seem to be. You can ask how this already. They are true. He used to do his shitting on the dock of the bay, and his mama used to get mad with him. That went in the song. It was sitting on the dock of the bay. And like James Brown, the big payback, I did it, the big gate crack. And why would a lot of them gays around there? So I don't care how fucked up Blowfly songs seem to be, it's truth in them. Well, See y'all later. I got to go now. See you later. Well, thanks so much, Blowfly, and do do the loot do. Fuck you. Black little kid who got no respect as the watch was dead with a rope around his neck. He was being hung for a crime he did not commit. So as the kid dropped to one knee, he could see his dad being hung from a tree. And one of the guys hit him with a whip and said, kid, not get. So he ran away crying. But suddenly he looked back and he hollered, I'll be back when I'm grown. You just wait. I'll get y'all for this. And ten years later, one black sunny day, he rode in the town, and on his face he wore a crown. And at the corner of his eye, he saw the town people stare. They were staring at a 45 strapped to his side. And to 